What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right. Uh, welcome been a to success so far. Taxi Cab all, Confessions all with <laughs> HBO <Morley>. Special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, this is the Shop Sounds podcast, but it's going to be a little different tonight because we, um, we've we got an Aussie on the line. We got a, a guy, <laughs> I'm not sure where he's from, is it Croatia? I don't know, but he's South Africa. He is, let me give a little introduction to this guy. He um, is known as the master of all things Ryobi. They, um, <laughs> they call him in Texas the pocket hole prince. <laughs> he um, builds out of, you know, anything he can get his hands on, pallet wood, old shipping containers. Um, and he's Epoxy. just he's just kind of learning the trade. Philip Morley is with us tonight. Wait, did you say Welcome Philip? aboard. Philip Morley? <laughs> what do you Morley. prefer, Phil or Philip? Um, well, my friends call me Phil, so you can call me Philip. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to call you Mr. Mr. Morley. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm confused because... Work. I thought we were having the prince of big tobacco, Philip Morris, on tonight. <laughs> Philip Morris. <laughs> Philip Morris. I wish. Hey, how do you feel about this, Philip? You are our very first guest on the podcast. What episode is this, by the way? 11. 11. 11. I, I Turn it all the way up to would, 11. Would never have guessed. So this yeah, is what right, happened. Okay, this is, this is God's honest, God's honest <laughs> that truth. Was a, that was we were singer, texting... Phil. We were texting each other earlier this week, talking about the podcast, what we were going to talk about, and we were like, hey, should we have a guest on there? And we're like, sure, who should we have? So I went over to Instagram, and I started scrolling through my feed, and you were just the first, you were at the top of the feed. So <laughs> I'm the unlucky one. So I sent you a message. <laughs> it could have been anybody. Literally yeah, could have been anybody. The only reason I said yes to this is because I felt obligated because you just sent me one of your sweet hats. <laughs> so the timing was perfect. I just got your hat, and then you asked me to be on the podcast. I was like, "Oh, I see how it is." Well, the only reason I sent you a hat is because you you wrote me begging for one. I, You're like, I did like <laughs> ten times, and he finally got one. And actually, I think I owe someone a t-shirt. I've <laughs> 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 never sent Keith's shirt out. <laughs> oh, he's forced That's to wear why his I own. Keep having to wear my own. That's right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, so just so that you know what you're in for, um, this is a podcast about nothing. We um, don't really have topics or a straight line of what we're going to talk about. It just kind of, it goes where it goes. So by the end of this, you'll have a good idea of what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Which is nothing. Which is So I'm very, very familiar with this type of format. So... Sounds good. <laughs> so before we get too far into this, you know Keith, obviously, if you're going to send him a yes. t-shirt. And yes. you know Nick. Have you guys met? I don't think I know Nick. Nope. Hi, Nick. What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> wow, this is like the awkward first day of school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awkward first day. Is this, is this seat taken? 
Do you want to go to the un- Enchantment Under the Sea dance with Nick? <laughs> I just watched that movie like two days ago. Uh, it should be watched Back to the day. Future. Yes. It's a good one. All right, so my introduction was horrible because it's not true at all. Phil, why don't you just give a little synopsis of who you are and what you do just so that the um, like two people that haven't actually heard of you listening to this will know. Um, <laughs> I think you kind of nailed it, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm a custom furniture maker in uh, Wimberley, Texas. One man shop. Well, I just now have. I've always had an apprentice part time. Amanda Sawdust Woman on Instagram, so she's now full time, um, and it's a uh, it's a hard life. <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to build fine furniture, four kids, wife wife stays home with the kids, has the hard job, homeschools them with that awkward family. Um, but yeah, it's uh, not much more to it, but uh, just just trying to make it happen. Been doing it for quite some time, obviously. Well, maybe not obviously, but originally from England, where I did my... No, you don't say. Uh, yeah, well, I tell you what, most people never say England. <laughs> it's usually <laughs> everything but England, and it's because I'm from uh, London, the bad side of the tracks, and I've uh, been in the States for, what, 16 years or so? Um so yeah, that's it. That's me. And you so, haven't tried to pick up a Texan accent or Texas accent? I, I say like back yonder. Like, <laughs> back yonder. <laughs> you say <laughs> y'all. British Texas phrase y'all. I've ever heard. Y'all. <laughs> fixing. Fixing. That's my yeah. favorite. Oh, fixin'. yeah. Oh, yep. That's a good one. Oh, mm. Fixing. Fixing to fix this cabinet uh, later tonight. Uh oh, what happened? Yeah, and, and I've uh, actually I've I've only met Jason, right? Yeah, in in person, right? And it was yeah, we were both at the um, Festool Rubio thing in Mabobber. Yeah, I remember when I met you. <laughs> this is kind of a funny story because we were all at this hotel. It was like a meet and greet before the thing started. And the only reason I knew your name is because my brother-in-law, who's also a woodworker, was really yes. obsessed with your work. So we were at the hotel and we were, I was talking to people and you introduced yourself. I don't know why I said this because it sounded so condescending or jerkish. <laughs> but you said who you were and I was like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of you, but my brother-in-law has. <laughs> I, 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 I remember that. <laughs> I was like, okay. And immediately I was like, that was a jerk thing to say. (laughs) But in your defense, Jason, you haven't heard of most people on here. Didn't you say the same thing to the Wood Whisperer and Jimmy DeResta? Yeah. I just, (laughs) as much as I'm on social media and stuff, I just don't know very many people. Yeah. I I know their faces, but I don't know their names. Yeah. It's usually my thing. People are like, who who influences you in your woodwork? I'm like, uh, that guy that makes that cabinet. Like, I don't know his name. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. names. I need to see the avatar. You could say the name, but if I see the avatar, then I would know that it's yeah. you. Yeah. I always feel bad because people are like, it's weird. Do you guys ever get this where somebody will send you a message asking you to follow them? Which always, I don't know why, that just kind of bothers me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I just don't follow very many people because the way Instagram set up, I want to actually be able to like, see everybody's stuff that i follow mm-hmm. yeah well yeah especially now it's i don't know what I, I you know i don't really pay any attentions to like how instagram works um but i've noticed a huge change in the past year 
um, I don't know why or what, but it's it's pretty weird. There's stuff I'm I'll be just scrolling through, and I'll be like, man, I haven't seen this guy in a while. And I go on his page, and he's got 20 posts I haven't seen. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? So I guess I just get buried because I I think I follow a fair amount. I don't know. Yeah, you only follow 275 people, man. What's up with that? Well, that's the thing is. Yeah. It's because I want to see everybody's stuff, and if you get right. if you get over three hundred, you're just not going to see everybody's stuff. That's true. Yep. And what's the point in following people if you don't Holy actually see cow. their stuff? Yeah, I'm nearly at nine hundred. That's crazy. Oh, see? Yeah. So I think about to, how many like things you're missing. Four hundred. Yeah. All all your river proxy tables and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maple syrup table <laughs> tanks. <laughs> So I feel like of the of the four of us, Phil's like the only real woodworker in the group right now. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, we like can ask are. him some oh. we can ask him some real woodworking oh. questions. Like I want to oh, know. You're going to be shocked <laughs> from a legit from a legit professional like yourself. What's your take on the whole epoxy river table thing? Well, <laughs> you want to go? You want to go there? Yeah, let's go there. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's again each to their own. Um, if you like it, if it brings you joy, how about it? But I can't stand it. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I also don't really understand how it works um, as far as wood movement and stuff. I guess it's working, but I don't really well, get now. it. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm always thinking, actually, Freddie, I think it was Freddie Roman had said something. I hope I'm not misquoting him. I thought I saw him say, uh, I've now seen two uh, river tables that have to be fixed because he does a lot of restorational work. Oh. And that that's my mm-hmm. thing. I'm always looking at going, how's that going to work if you're going to, you know, bury a piece of wood, especially when they do it on both sides into epoxy. Right. But yeah, no, I, I don't get it. It's, it's not my thing. And, you know, where all that started was really that, the Klassen guy Mm-hmm. Um, that did the glass yeah yeah river table and that had obviously a little more art to it but to me even that kind of got a little uh, got a little old um and it's just you know that's just my personal thing i i couldn't have joy in just doing that all the time no matter how much you say each one's original it's it's still a piece of glass that you're inlaying into a piece of wood uh but he did it very tastefully and made a great business for himself. So, you know, can't complain about that. But yeah, no, I can't stand river tables. Well, you can't, I mean, speaking of class and I don't think you can actually say river table. No, that's, yeah, that's illegal well, now because it's yeah, copyrighted. It's, uh, yeah, not copyright. What's no. it called? Um, trademark. Tra- trademark. 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 Yeah, trademark. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and yeah, I won't even, get into that either but yeah it's uh <laughs> not, not, not my thing well should we um do we want to do our same format and talk about what other people are working on in the shop nick what do you got going on well i just finished up my stairs i don't know if you guys saw my post i don't know a couple of days ago where i had them unfinished i don't think i've posted them actually finished now but i i uh Took one night and and put the Rubio on them in place. So uh, the first set of stairs, the lower half, I finished them on my on my bench so that 
they were done so I could install them finished. But the the returns on the upper section of my stairs, I was kind of iffy on finishing them and then putting them in place. So I just went ahead and installed them and put the returns on in place. So that meant I had to put the Rubio on after the fact. And that was a little messy. Mm. I got some got some on the risers, got some on you the didn't stringers. use green tape? I, I well okay. If I if I, I don't listen, teach you anything, listen. Just get the green tape. Listen, KJ, which <laughs> reminds I, me. Don't even ask. I'm out. I'm out. Are you out? After, I was gonna after say after ten weeks, I'm out. There's You're no more tapping nicknames. out on eleven. I don't yes. have any more. Just but st- unless there's nicknames, people call me behind my back, which I'm sure there are plenty <laughs> that I just don't know about. I I don't have any more. I mean. I don't know if you know this, but every week there's a little segment on the show, a nickname I've had been with a story throughout my life, and we finally have run out. The well wait, is wait, run wait, dry. wait. You haven't been just making those up? No, those are 100% <laughs> real. Really? Yeah, I didn't have mind. time, time to make one up this year. Oh I mean, my this, gosh. This I just assumed you were making those up every week. No, it blows my mind that those were real. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. I can't believe it. Okay, well, so that's, that's it shame. was messy. You got Rubio yeah, all over the risers. How many people, after posting those preliminary shots of your stairs, are like, hey, um, <laughs> that trim looks horrible. You're going to paint that? So many. <laughs> I got like I got like 10 DMs that were like, bro, is that the finished product? Did, are you going to finish those? Those stringers? That well, you did that like, super artsy, like slow pan video up the stairs, and it was yeah, like sure all did. artsy with a horrible well, trim paint job on there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's it was it's Instagram's fault. Like I've been posting nothing but reels, so I I was like, what would go with this post? And I was like, Stairway to Heaven. I gotta gotta let the lead out. So I I <laughs> just couldn't wait. You couldn't wait I, till it's no. Well, they still look like crap now, so I'd still be waiting. <laughs> All right. So I, I posted it, and I was like, I don't care. I mean, it's it is what it is. Like it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, the barber's hair is never cut, or the the mechanic's car is never fixed. That kind the of thing. Like, Jamaica's house is never finished. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like, I I'll, I'll want to go to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish them eventually, but I, that's that's just one thing that I'm not looking forward to. Is I I hate painting trim. So I, I is the, the you said Rubio is the ha, is the handrail is is that the Rubio the black? No, that was actually uh, milk paint. The handrail. Oh, okay. That looks good. Yeah, thanks. I uh, I think Bill's standards I, are a lot lower than ours. Right. <laughs> you also might need to go I, the optometrist. Like, I'm in Texas too because it's like rustic, you know, it works. Right. Just well, just leave it unfinished. <laughs> well, that was the, the the really crazy thing was I I installed the upper half of the stairs and it was just raw red oak. And I was like, these actually look really good just raw. Except that my kids have dirty feet and yeah, you can't do that. Going up and down, and I was like no shoes on the stairs, you know, socks only. And sure enough, my youngest, who is like almost three, comes up with her Crocs that are just soaking wet and leaves these huge Croc prints <laughs> straight up the stairs. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's, yeah. that's, children, but it, man. 
it gave me a chance yeah. to, uh, to bust out the new Merca, which we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I absolutely love that Merca Diros. Like everything that, that KJ said about having the top paddle switch, I oh, really yeah. like. How so, many episodes are we going to talk about this flipping Merca thing? Right. I don't know. I so, mean, so is it? It's like the Dyna Blade. Is that is that the, the the paddle switch on the top of it? Yeah, it's is that the it's, deal. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, okay. it's the paddle switch, and I I really like it. I'm the video I'm going to put out with it. I I've literally just put my index finger on that paddle switch and can hold the sander yeah. and just you know walk it where I need to with one finger. It's, it's great on large flat surfaces, but when you right. need to maneuver, sure, gets a little uh, bulky. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I actually picked up another sander from them. They sent me the uh, Dios, which is their three by five square. That's what I need. Yeah, I need me one of them. It's phenomenal. So I'm going to be using that for some like um, picture frames and. Other small stuff that has harder edges that you know a round uh, net just gets tore up on. So that's going to come in in the clutch. It's so really that's nice. a flexible flexible pad too for like sanding cabinet doors. You can get in on the kind of the details and like a raised panel and yeah, yeah. They have another. They have like it's like a pad saver that they have on the backer pad, and mm-hmm. then you can put like a foam backer on top of that, and then put your your um yeah right. so yeah it does some contours and it's nice it's mm. really really nice so what's next after the the stairs so the stairs are done well i mean for the most part i still got to paint the trim <laughs> but i'm going to call, I'm gonna <laughs> they're, call they're them they're never going to be done they're going no, <laughs> to that yeah. trim's going to be yeah, unpainted for the next time never going to paint that trim <laughs> no. my mental i i moved into the house that i'm in and it was pretty much a crack house when we first got it. And <laughs> I had uh, about three months to get it as far as I could without my kids or anyone being there. And I got to a point, I was like, I'm just done. We're moving in. And my mentor said, he goes, if you don't paint the, paint the trim now, it will never be painted. Let's see, 13 years later, <laughs> the trim not only has not been painted, but I went with MDF because I had no money. And you know how MDF loves water. Oh and yeah! It pretty much, it looks like my trim has cancer. Like it, it <laughs> looks oh, like a crack house. Oh no! <laughs> it looks like a crack house again. And yeah. so awesome. we've got to the point. So here, here's some wisdom for you right here from a young guy that shouldn't have any wisdom. With kids, just don't even try to have a nice house. Yeah. Okay? No, just yeah. just let them tear the shit out of it. Because what's really nice, I mean, don't let them tear the shit out of it. But what's really nice is we're hitting that point where it's like we're starting to actually work on our house now. Because our kids are old enough where it's like they're a little more manageable. You know, you can train them a little bit better. But yeah, those early days, man, they just tear <laughs> up, dropping water and drinks. And anyhow, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Fine. I love kids. I love my kids. <laughs> Who doesn't love kids? But they do make a mess. I mean, it's <laughs> it makes it so unmotivating to, to clean the house because it's destroyed in two seconds. Or, or do something right. nice. Yeah, make mm-hmm. some nice cabinets, and you go in there, and it's like the sharpie to and and I right. know people will be listening like you just need to control your kids. My kids are home twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. It's right. a, it, it, it. We don't get a break to be like, let's clean the house. Um. Yeah. Anyhow, 
and we're lazy <laughs> and kids don't <laughs> kids don't get it they don't understand being careful no, no. And, and we're ultimately we're cool about it like i have some nice pieces of furniture but it's it's just furniture it's not i'm not precious about what i build like some people get really precious about it my kid goes up sticks a knife in it it's it's fine i you know as long as <laughs> don't don't keep doing it but they're healthy they're happy we're happy like it's just furniture it's like just relax right but, yeah my yeah, son's got this um he's got this weird thing where if we order anything online or buy something new at the store and it comes in a cardboard box he gets unhealthily attached to that cardboard box yeah to where he won't let us get rid of a cardboard box we got like <clears throat> yep 12 cardboard boxes just laying around our house. We can't get rid of them because, like, one's his tractor, one's his rocket ship, one's his fish right. tank. Uh, He's got, like, these things for all of them. And he'll yeah. just he'll uh, freak out if we get rid of them. Trash, too. Like, she'll have, she's, we call her, like, the bin lady because she has just a bunch <laughs> of random stuff. And she freaks out because I put it in the recycle. And she'll be out there, like, in the middle of the night, digging through the recycle bin to find her little weird off cut of a box thing i don't know what it is it's trash is what it is but yeah. it's just crazy so to back up a second was your house really a crack house <laughs> actually was yeah yeah no, the house yeah. that we live in was a crack house before we moved in oh yeah what um, yeah so so what what it was um i mean the reason we could you know when we told a realtor like hey i have ninety thousand dollars i want a house in wembley on like at least an acre she laughed and then she found a house and she's like, I don't think you want this. And everyone got put off by the fact that it was just really ugly. I mean, it's it's a base we live a very basic life. It's a basic house, a farm, farm type, you know, house. But when I got into it, there was bare cans everywhere underneath the house too, some pan beams or cedar posts, not even freaking pan beams. And in the wall behind the cabinet, there's a little uh, spot where someone was hiding a spoon, some tinfoil, a lighter, and uh, needles. Um, so mm. that that freaked me out. So they weren't like uh, maybe they were just diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just hey, to cook up their insulin, <laughs> right? <laughs> they were embarrassed, so they just hid it in this little secret <laughs> spot. Um, but it, not making like anything but that made me like really go on the hunt right because like i don't want to bring yeah. a newborn bait so I, uh harper was like a month old or something my first son and so i was like i don't want to bring a newborn baby into this place and hey look mommy i got a crack needle yeah. um, so so we we cleaned it up and <laughs> and now everything i i did then has to be redone now <laughs> it's mm. like it's a little depressing it's like i didn't even get to finish that and it's I just have to start again. Yeah, that's uh, where we're in that phase in our house too, because we're remodeling everything. But now we're to the point where we actually can afford to do a little nicer job. When we first moved yeah, in, I did yeah. everything the cheapest way possible and just threw yep. stuff up. And I've pretty much ripped down all that original stuff yep. now to redo. And that's exactly where I'm at. It's like there's no point finishing that because that that got us through a moment. Um, but nobody needs to be having MDF trim everywhere. And it was, you know, it's literally me buying a four by sheet. Uh, four by eight and just ripping it up into trim because it was like oh yeah, so it was literally of, just MDF. oh no it was mdf yeah and then i made some fancy like little 
fillets on it and different things like to make it look kind of cool. So I put some work into it, but it was, it was two by fours that I ripped up and milled up to quarter inch by half inch or three quarter strips. And so, I mean, we had no money. Yeah. Um, and so it got us by, but yeah, now it's like, okay, let's just redo each room as we go. Yeah. Um, and, and the deck for us was the big thing. My wife was like, I need, our house was leaking. It was, it kept flooding. Um, uh, the roof had issues so we got new roof new deck and she's happy and kids are happy so it's like you know adding 400 square feet to the house <laughs> yeah it's, wow. it's pretty sweet when we so when we got our house it was originally my wife's childhood home um oh, but, cool. but her parents had like moved out and they tried selling the house but it was right when the housing market crashed and they couldn't sell it so they decided they were going to rent it out and there's the house and then there's the big shop on the property, which is my wood shop now. But at the time, my wife and I had this like textile printing company and we made an arrangement with her parents that we could rent the shop, even though the house was rented out to some tenants, we were renting the shop. And then while we were using the shop, we were like, man, we'd really love to buy this house from them. And so our plan was as soon as the tenants moved out that we were going to buy the house and move in there. So we were working out of this shop. So we were there every day. And so I could kind of like see out the window and I was, you know, I could see what was going on in the house. And I started noticing that about like 20 cars a day would come down the driveway, go up to the house <laughs> for like oh, five minutes and then drive away. And I was like, what is going on? This is weird. So I started like keeping closer track of this. And then I noticed that every day there was like a new trailer or an RV, like brand new stuff that would show up on the property and just be like parked. The house is kind of away from the road, so you can't really see the house if you're just driving on the road. But these trailers and stuff would start showing up. And I started realizing like, they're definitely dealing drugs out of this house. And I'm pretty sure all this crap is stolen. And so I called the sheriff's department because my wife's parents didn't think it was a big deal and didn't want to do anything about it. And I was like, if we're going to buy this house and they're dealing drugs out of it, I want to figure out what's going on. So I called the sheriff's department and they asked me for like identifying features of these people in the house. And there's this one guy, his name was Sean, and he had this huge tattoo on his neck of like this knot. So I was like, well, there's this one guy and he's got this giant knot tattoo on his neck. And the sheriff's officer was like, oh my gosh, we know who that guy is. He's one. We've been looking for him. No and, and so he's like, could we come to the shop and do like a stakeout out of the shop? I was like, yeah, you guys can't. And they were going to come like the back way. And he's like, okay, I'll call you back in like 15 minutes. We're going to bring some guys over there. So I get off the phone thinking someone's just going to come knock on our door and come in there. But obviously they must have had a change of plans because I'm in there working and I thought I heard something outside. So I went to the window and I looked out the window, didn't see anything. I turned around to say something to my wife, turned back and the entire driveway is just full of cop cars, SWAT team everybody's there they surround the entire house they break down the door they go in they drag everybody out they found like dealer amounts of methamphetamines and cash and all this stuff and everything was stolen they were chopping up cars in the garage so wow wow quite the ordeal but then when we were doing our remodel I really wanted to find like a stockpile of cash in the wall somewhere. I thought that (laughs) right. (laughs) But the only thing I found was I was redoing all the trim in the house. So I was pulling off all the old baseboard and shoved underneath one of the baseboards, like in between the baseboard and the carpet, I found a crack pipe. (laughs) Oh, nice. So that was the only um, treasure that I found. 
unfortunately. <laughs> still work? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I don't know. I don't even know how a crack pipe works, to be honest. No clue. It's probably a good Google thing. Ahead. You can you see me? Hang on. Let me let me get one hey, real quick. No, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at me like what's gonna give a little demo. Like, <laughs> oh, they do things a little different in Texas. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's, that's this cool like bond that we have, Phil. Like we both yeah, had crack yeah, out. Right? We both had crack out. <laughs> explains. <laughs> explains. Yes, I will say it? that those crackheads were the cleanest crackheads I've ever seen. The house is in perfect condition. I yeah, mean, mine, mine were not. Yeah, you know, and, and and to be fair, probably you know that that could have been there. Freaking ten years ago, and just been hiding in the wall. Uh, but it was it was a little it was a party house, is what it was. Um, people didn't actually live there full time, and some some of the family members would go and just party. And I mean, just slugs, like cans everywhere. It's ridiculous. But Sounds yeah, like a good time. But it made it affordable <laughs> for us because no one else wanted to buy it. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't. <laughs> did you get how? Did you get any money from the recycled cans? I was going to say that towards your like, down payment. Oh yeah, that's how I. That's how I built my shop. Oh okay. That, that, yeah, that's how I built my shop with the recycled cans. Hmm. So what do you got going on, Keith? It's weird calling you Keith. I feel like I need to call you some weird name. No, I need a. I need a nickname. Oh, man, string bean. <laughs> that's what's, i've heard that what's happening in your shop are you working on the the closet it's that what's next or were you finishing the outside concrete tables did you already do that pour you know i mentioned earlier that uh i'm officially well unofficially retired as of last week since i was laid off so i'm kind of taking a little break um, what, what did you do very, keith if you don't i was no, it's cool. I was in the printing industry as a production manager for a cosmetic packaging company. Um, so I've kind of worked since I graduated college in and out of that, um, which was really graphic communications was the major. But yeah, we printed cosmetic packaging for this company and the main company that owned us. Their main business was book covers and children's book manufacturing. I think we're actually printing Trent's, Trent Pretzer's book cover. Um, where his new book comes out. I think we're printing the cover. But oh, crazy. Anyway, um, huh. so yeah, so now uh, I'm going to be going full full on woodworking and content creation and see how that pans out. Uh, but I'm going to take kind of a few months, kind of a little break here. Um, just kind of, I do have some commissions actually coming in remarkably. And then uh, we had mentioned few weeks ago that i'm taking some classes uh for five weeks at connecticut valley school of woodworking so cool yeah i got you know there's plenty of things sorry my cat is knocking the shoe boxes off the top shelf uh cat lady. I, uh, that's your new name i <laughs> cat lady <laughs> i went to pick up some i went to pick up some white oak today from these people i found on um Facebook marketplace there. They own like a sawmill or whatever. So I show up to this house and everything that they've milled is immaculately stacked, stickered, sealed, covered. It was like the Mecca of things you want a place you want to go and pick up lumber and white Oak and hickory and walnut, cherry, uh, poplar, 
slabs. And anyway, there's like 15 cats running around wow. with these cats. <laughs> it's like, I may just, there's one little kitten. I was like, I may take that one with me. How much for no. the cat? You don't need another cat. Oh. So, yeah, I did come out of there with 100 board feet of white oak for a quarter. Uh, for what is white oak running near you, Jason? Uh, you dude, just I, a- I don't even know anymore. I don't ask the price when I you go just in there. Pay the bill. <laughs> I just tell them. So, I just ordered some it. white oak and I had to get something new that I haven't got before because I'm doing this. Um, it's like an entryway bench in our house. And it's a 14 and a half foot long run. And I didn't want to piece a bunch of boards together. I wanted full runs, but I couldn't get my normal, just, you know, I guess you'd call it clear white oak in that long of a run. The only thing they had was what they call rustic white oak, which means it's full of knots and imperfections and stuff. Um, So I've been doing a lot of epoxy pours in my shop, filling all these knots. River table. (laughs) Yeah, but actually, I kind of like the look of it. It definitely gives it a little more character. I just used black epoxy and kind of filled in the little cracks and stuff, but it looks cool. I have no clue what I paid for it. Actually, I do know what I paid for that. It was uh, $4 a board foot. Son of a gun. But it was cheaper because it's the the rustic. I mean, it's really the second white oak stuff is what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know how I, I mentioned when I did that 13-foot-long table, I was like, I'm never building anything this big again. That was the biggest pain in the <laughs> Well, here I am trying to run these 14-and-a-half-foot boards <laughs> oh, God. through my table saw. I actually had to move my table saw forward a foot because I was running into the wall behind it, and then I had to open my garage door for the outfeed so I could go out the garage door, and they were not perfect. <laughs> did you have to get your mother to help you again? No, my mom wasn't there. I had to do it all by myself. But I didn't even try and stick them on the joiner this time. I just used the track saw to rip track them down. Saw. and Hand plane. Yeah, and then I touched them up with the hand plane. And sure, sure. I got them done. They're, they're together. So, But I, I learned from your newest YouTube video that it doesn't matter how jacked up your joiner is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Your joiner can be all out of whack. I mean, that only works for edge joining, but... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you not do you not run your boards through the joiner that way? What? What way? The way I showed in that video, alternating like flipping I, the board around. I try, but I never I never have written it down. Like I try to remember it, but Yeah, I don't write it I down. I just did that down? I did that on the video cuz I figured oh. it's easier to explain to most people. I just I do it so much that I just always flip them that way every time I do it so that it's you know, why if it's off. Just, why don't you, you alternate in faces? Like, and yeah. Well, so, edges, yeah. So, like, I always it, forget. So, so, one face, like, where two of them come together, you'll have, say, the boards are laying down flat. Mm-hmm. You have one face in towards the fence and then the other face out from the fence. Right. So, it, comp- so it compensates for the. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you got the complimentary, complimentary difference or whatever. Right. Cool. What were you going to say, Keith? I was going to say, like, if it's just two boards, I just flip them together them and then run them together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, I mean, if you're doing a whole tabletop with, like, eight boards. Yeah, you, you, boards you can't, you can't <laughs> clamp <laughs> eight of them together. And I guess you could do that <laughs> if you really wanted to. Joiner. <laughs> Industrial. Yeah. No. I was a little hesitant putting that video out because... 
first of all, I just don't know very much about woodworking, to be completely honest. And half that stuff, <laughs> because I don't know very much I, about woodworking. I, I think he says that a lot, but he knows more than he's yeah, like. Well, no, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's true. because I, I know his brother-in-law has got to uh, tell him some stuff. <laughs> 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 no, but like, I don't know. I mean, things that I'm like, oh, that's such a cool trick. I don't know how many other people are like, Doug, right. idiot, that's common sense. <laughs> I just... But that's a good way to go. Just always assume that it's been done before. You know, yeah. like instead of like, look what I invented. I'm the first person to do this. I'm going to copyright it. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trademark? It, trademark. Trademark this. <laughs> yeah, like the one I was nervous about that I've been doing since I've been using the Japanese pole saws is grinding the teeth off of, you know, the base of them. I, I love that one. I, I wonder like, how many people were going to be like that. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but it works really good. It is not yeah. dumb. I like that. That's so. a great one. Whatevs. I thought the router, like I always remember, because you're you're doing like the <laughs> shoot 'em up, like the gun with your fingers to to remember which direction the router goes. I just always remember the woods on the left, the bits on the right. Oh yeah, because you're because you're remembering how to right that's hand, left too, hand. That's too political. Oh. <laughs> in kentucky the wood is on the right oh way on the right it's so far right, right you can't see it so that might bit. might not work there yeah. what's your if phil since you're the expert in the room what's the one trick that when you tell people they're like oh my gosh that's an amazing trick do you have one thing that blows people's minds um i don't but one thing like i noticed when I teach a lot, this is not really a trick. Um, and no one can see this, so it makes really good radio. Sorry, I'll, nar <laughs> I'll narrate what you're doing. So on your calipers, and you guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Um, oh, yeah, we measure, of, uh, we measure uh, key snipples with those. <laughs> <laughs> you can measure all, all kinds of things. But... Um, <laughs> When I'm teaching, I see a lot of people using them, and the one where I use them the most, they never realize it's actually a function on it. And again, people doing woodworking are going to notice for the most part. But even my mentor who brought me these ones, who's been doing it for 35, 40 years, I knew he didn't know this. And when he was over here, he's like, how did you find the center of that board? And I showed him, and he goes, what the hell are you hooking? I'm like, oh, right here, you don't know that? And I knew he didn't know. I was just wanting to make him feel bad. <laughs> but basically, you have the inside measurements, right, that you pinch between. Then you have these guys on the outside that you can pinch inside like a mortise. And then you have the depth, so mm -hmm. from the bottom down. And then you have this guy right here. So from that little edge to the top is the same measurement as all those other ones. And so that one works really well because if you're trying to find the center of the board, you can pinch the board, divide by two, move it to it and then you just hook it and then scribe and so that finds your center and it's, it's the one i use 90 percent oh. of the time but most people with calipers don't know that and i will tell you the only reason i know it is because i teach a lot and i end up learning more when i teach from the student like from the students and i actually teach them but i had a machinist mm -hmm. and he's the one that was like hey you missed one and when he told me it was it's one of those like you got to be kidding me i've been using calipers for how long and i had no idea that was a function so uh, i'm just anyhow. i'm just glad you didn't say that you learned it in the manual because if you said you read the manual then <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know me at all 
So for those of you listening with your ears and not your eyeballs, Phil just um, had some calipers. He did some whirly gig whoop de doo and showed how you could center a board. I don't even know how to describe that on the podcast. Yeah, you're, you're not Great narration. <laughs> Go to my Instagram and... <laughs> Somewhere in there, I show it. There you go. You, Somewhere it's a scavenger hunt. Yes. <laughs> if the first person that finds it and DMs me gets nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah promise him a shirt. Keith knows how that yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> they get a shirt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, like, I, I'm really bad at, like, remembering stuff. I just, um, you know... I, I come up with a lot of the ways I do things out of necessity and not, you know, I'm not really thinking about it ahead of time. It's like, okay, I need to do this. How can I do it? Okay. This is what I came up with. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty messy woodworker. I'm not a very organized woodworker. I don't remember stuff so badly that I had to, um, a while back I made these like scooped drawer pulls that I did basically like a cove cut on the table saw and they were like integrated into the drawer face. Um, and I had to make another one of those for a friend. He just wanted the pull. Um, I had to go back and watch my YouTube video on how to do it. That's what Instagram's great for. Like even with the rocking chairs I just finished, I have to go back and look and be like, how the heck did I do that? And I've built these rocking chairs um, quite a bit. And it's just, it's one of those things. You, you're doing so many things, so many different things with any one project. It's nearly impossible to remember it all. And people tell me you should write notes. I know if I do that, you know, six, I build these rocking chairs probably every two years. Um, I, I'm, I'll, be, I'll read it and be like, what the heck am I saying? Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I no, can't read my own notes. I've built jigs. And then found the freaking jig that I built already for that purpose. You know, it's like one of those situations like, man, how did I do this? I must have had a jig. I'll look everywhere. And then I'm like, screw it. Let's build this. I'm like, man, that's really smart. And then a week later, I find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've already done that. (laughs) (laughs) Waste of time. (laughs) I think that gives the rest of us hope that the great Phil Morley even forgets how he builds things because I'm with you, Jason, all the time. I'll look at something like I, I built that. Honestly, I've no idea. I don't even remember doing that. I don't yeah. know how I did it. And the next time I'll do it differently. You know what yeah, made me yeah. feel better is when I went to that um, Rubio Festival thing. That's where I met Phil for the first time. And part of it was we did this like build off thing where there was two teams. We oh, each built God. a piece of furniture and we like <laughs> auctioned it off for charity. And I knew Phil was this like amazing, you know, wonderful woodworker. Watching him build that that piece of furniture that was the that was the shittiest piece of furniture <laughs> i've ever been a part of <laughs> that's like my worst nightmare build a piece of furniture in a day i'm like do with, you know yeah. me with six other people yeah. and oh. with on um, like the wood wasn't even flat there's no machines you have some right. festival stuff no joiner no planer yeah it was fun though i actually loved it because Everything I do is so, you know, it, I have to be so meticulous about every step and it's exhausting. And sometimes like when I get to do a project like the deck, it's like, I can just bang it out. It yeah. feels so good. Yeah. My yeah. Airstream, I did all the cabinets for the Airstream. It's like dominoes, like pocket screws, bam, it's together. And then I'm like, why don't I just build furniture that way? Like, I could make mm-hmm. so much more money, you know? So that Rubio thing to me was fun because 
it's not my piece it's not my design it's just fun to like yeah. hang out with with different people and seeing how everyone's kind of everybody's approach that who's that guy um oh he's like the river table drug dealer of canada oh, jeff mack <laughs> jeff mack, jeff yeah. mack. <laughs> <laughs> he he was so freaking nice and even there was a moment where he, he was kind of funny to just stand back most of the time and, and kind of watch it but he was so he, i really enjoyed getting to meet him but i was doing something in some like weird compound angle and I can't, I don't work well in those situations. Like that, that Nick Offerman showed, uh, they mm -hmm. reached out to me and asked if I wanted to come in. Someone like had to drop out. And I was like, no, I would be the worst yeah. person for that show. And it was, there was a, some weird compound angle we were doing. And I have to just kind of follow things through to realize I might be wrong. And, and then it's like, okay, yeah, got it. Let's move on. And he can't, but he's, he's clearly like a thinker and he's like, no, no, you, if you do that, it's going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And he was totally right. And it was just really kind of cool to see how different everybody worked, you know, in yeah. a very strange situation. <laughs> I remember Phil, part of that, oh. part of that coffee table was we, um, it was like this live edge with this void in the middle. And then someone had the idea to put these splines across the void that were like connecting. So we were all tracing them out and, you know, we did it with the router and then we had to clean them up. And so nobody knows who's going to do what, cause you're all standing around and someone's like, Oh, we got to clean these up to fit these splines in there. And you had brought your, like your set of chisels from home. And so you pulled out your chisels oh, yeah. and someone's like, Jason, clean those up. And I was like, there's no, freaking way i'm gonna take philip morley's chisels <laughs> and start cleaning these things up i'm not doing it somebody else did i just stood back i didn't want to be a part of it yeah. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> oh, man. hey phil Good when times. you're doing like um like the record console that you built <clears throat> that has yep. those kind of i don't know kind of diamond shaped uh handles integrated uh recess pulls um yep. to open that like Something like that, like I would prototype the hell out of that. I'd come up with all these kind of different ways to do it. Is that how your mind works? Are you making prototypes or is that just you just come up with it and you're, you're so, making things? Um, so uh, I'm trying to think because I can't remember. Uh, well, <laughs> check, your, check your notes. I'm going to look on Instagram real quick. I'm actually looking on the walls because a lot of time I put the prototype on the wall. So, I mean, basically... Um, yeah, yes. I mean, I would obviously I'm not, I'm not going to go straight to the actual piece um, for, for that detail. Obviously, I'm not prototyping the whole thing, but just that pull. And mm -hmm. I, I draw, it's been kind of a progression of like, I, I used to do vellum drawings. Um, <clears throat> don't do that anymore. Kids came along. It's impossible to leave a drawing out without it getting torn up. Um, but I do SketchUp. Um, you need to control and, your kids better. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, homeschool. Um, hell yeah! So they are well. The the, the outnumbered us is the problem. For uh, you know, Lord of the Flies. So, uh, Lord of the Flies for sure. <laughs> so in SketchUp, the the great thing about that is you, you kind of know what it's going to look like and how it's going to work, right? So you can figure out a lot of those details almost prototyping in SketchUp. And then I came out to the shop. And that was probably like the last thing I did for that detail. It's like, okay, what's this going to look like? How's it going to work? What type of router bits do I need to use? I need to do offsets, this, that, the other, custom grind a bit, 
whatever it takes. And that's where that's been figured out. So it's like, okay, let's do this. That bearing's in the way, chop the bearing off, grind that bit down so you get a nice scoop. And you just mm -hmm. mess with that in the prototype. And then once, you know, if it, if it works and it looks good, then it's like, okay, off to the real thing. And you've made okay. the templates from that. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's typically the process. The only thing I do full uh, size prototypes of, never phone it really furniture um but chairs always chairs uh so mm. the the chair that i've got coming up now um you know some steam banding and different things going on with it so it will be fully prototyped i bring it to the client i'll let them sit in it um you know tell them to ignore the fact that some of it's popular and some of it's walnut um, <laughs> get a little bit of feedback and then you know go and start jigging up to make the actual chairs. Um, and, and, and I may not even be too precious on the joinery at that point. Okay. Do you ever have this um, happen to you? Because this happens to me all the time, where I have an idea, and so I'll like prototype it, I'll do it on a scrap piece of wood or whatever first, and it's perfect. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then I go to do the real thing, and I screw it up, and it's terrible. Or is that just me? <laughs> I think that's just you. No, one hundred percent. I just had this conversation with uh, my apprentice um, because there were some little uh, variables that happened that made a couple. You know, it just kind of snowballed into some stuff and, and gave her a hard time. And she was asking, like, where did she go wrong? And you know, you don't want to sound arrogant. You don't want to be like, well, I know if I did it, it wouldn't have gone wrong. But the simple fact is, <laughs> like, when you teach a lot, too, you notice, and I remember this when I did my apprenticeship, my uh, six, seven-year apprenticeship, uh, it, a lot of the nuances in woodworking that makes it difficult, you know, like, you focus on, like, how to sharpen, how to use the hand tools, how to do the joinery, but then it's, like, also finger pressure, hand placement, uh, just being aware, like, did you did you check there's no dust there? Like, all these little tiny things that, that can end up adding to something not working well. And that's all it was for her. So I told her, it's fine. You'll figure out. You're going to learn from this. But where it happened was 10 steps ago, when you did all your shouldering, you weren't holding each one exactly the same way. So some of them scooted, and now you've got two rails that are very close to each other that have a different shoulder to shoulder length. And that's why these slats are different. And it's, and that's, mm. what's giving you a hard time. Now she learned, she got by it, but the reality is you make less mistakes as you, the more you do this and that's, but you're still going to make mistakes. I mean, I glued up a freaking rocking chair and I totally forgot to put glue in the top section of one of the double tenons. And then I had the wrong clamping calls. And I'm thinking, why the hell are these not working? I, I forgot I altered them for something else. And then I found the ones I actually tested the dry fit with sitting <laughs> over somewhere else. And by the time I got those, <laughs> I took, you know, and it's like I took the, she's right here with that. And I took the clamps off. And now I'm going to have to put like a peg to, to hold it together. And it's, it pisses me off. But it's like you live and learn. Luckily, the client is not going to care at all yeah um, they'll the, the probably prefer it honestly it's more I actually you know i have one extra of these rocking chairs and amanda said man it sucks that you 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 know you probably should like glued up shouldn't say you should have but 
it didn't happen on the extra one. And in a way, it's better it happened on the clients because the client's going to be happy with it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be happy kind of putting this false representation of my work out there with these pegs because then that's what people see. And so if they want to order one, they're going to be like, oh, but I like that peg you did. It's like, no, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> I like that mistake you made there. Yeah, that's not meant to be there. So the <laughs> client gets a one of a kind. <laughs> <That's unique. laughs> I wish I could charge more for it. <laughs> for my mistake. But yeah, no, it, it mistakes. Mistakes happen, and I think it's important to be uh, honest about it too. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of uh, the, the Instagram, YouTube world, um, and that's why I really like about Jason. Because uh, I make a lot of mistakes. You, you make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and you're very just open and honest about it. Um, I think that 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 goes a long way. Speaking I think of a mistakes, lot of... I was going to say we we forgot to start off by thanking our patrons. Our patrons, oh boy, uh oh, at oh, the top geez. of the show, we've got some new patrons. Jason, oh, where's the thing at? Do you not have it pulled up? No. <laughs> Hold on. Another it's mistake. The, it's in the shop sounds folder. That's right. Episode 11. Shop right. sounds 11 show notes. Okay. We got some new patrons. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's this hear is it. Our, this is our, our first tier, right? Yeah. Yes. We got uh-huh. uh, Brian Collette. Is that how you say yes. that? Call it? Collette. Yeah. Colette, Colette. Brian Colette. No Instagram handle for Brian, but uh, maybe if you just type in Brian Colette, you'll find him. Yep. So we got Brian. We got Jared Mills at Blackbeards underscore Woodshop. Yeah. So huge thanks to Brian and Jared. And then we got a new big dog. That's our top tier. What do we call that? It's not, what is it? Something about mooning people? <laughs> well, what did you call uh, it shooting the moon uh you think we hung the moon oh yeah that was oh, weird right. let's not call it that that's dumb and we should change that yeah we'll call yeah. it the mooning we'll re- people tier yeah, we'll go back to the drawing board on and that. this is Catherine serp 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 Catherine serp at hogan bark hogan and hugo 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 and bark, and bark. And it's hard to read words and they're all squished together. Hugo <laughs> and Bark underscore woodworking, new top tier, Catherine, you're awesome. Dang, and then yeah. we got some returning top tiers, but I can still fit those in here in a second. So I'm not going to say those yet. Yeah, you still got time. I still got time. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we're way off our game here. Thank you, patrons. And if you're not a patron yet and you want to sign up, you can go to patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. Holy cow, you nailed it. What? This is the wow, first time first I got time. it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Learn from your mistakes. That's right. <laughs> I, had the, I had the finger pressure just right on that one. <laughs> your slats lined up. That, that is just right. sounded, sounded so wrong. I don't know. <laughs> hey, when you're lining up your slats, it's all about the finger pressure. <laughs> wow. Just saying. Shop oh, sounds man. after dark. Oh, All right. Oh, oh boy. I apologize. I apologize too. I have a foul mouth, so I realized I probably have been swearing. Um, it's, that's right. It's you, no problem. You've been, 
you could beep You've that out. You've been muted the whole time. So. Yeah, I've got oh, the beep okay, button You can't on, understand on, half what you're saying ready. with your accent anyway, so it'll probably be <laughs> fine. And I'm from England. It's not a swear word in England, so. Oh, right. <laughs> right. No problem. Speaking of those mistakes, because, you know, people love it when you show your mistakes on Instagram. And I show them here and there, but there's there's a reason why a lot of times I don't. I just fix them and move Excuse on because because my client. clients always yeah. fall, every client I have it seems like follow me yeah. and are savvy in woodworking and as soon as right. if you if you make a mistake and fix it and it may not be noticeable to anybody else as soon as you yeah. deliver that they're gonna hone right in on it yeah yeah like, what is so no yeah it, it's a balance and it, it's funny because I showed that mistake and i went back and forth i like, should i show it should i show it? i know the client follows but i also know that client would not mind because ultimately it's not uh it's, it's not going to ruin the integrity of the piece you know it's mm -hmm. still a beautiful piece but yes you it's that's the difference um you can't show everything um and and again like you know, the more you do it, less mistakes you make. We're always going to make mistakes. But yeah, it's a fine balance. I had someone reach out and said, you know, like, hey, I really appreciate you show that. And I told them it's a fine balance because a lot of my clients are paying a lot of money for the pieces they get from me. And if I mm -hmm. point out something's not perfect, they may have issues with that. Yeah. Right. And where where they would never even freaking know it. It's just it's that same that same thing where people say. Like woodworkers are the worst, right? They always point out the mistakes, especially to yeah. other woodworkers. Like, yeah. oh, it's a beautiful table, Keith. Oh, yeah, but look, you see that? I'm a little bit off there and this. And honestly, like, there's stuff that people have pointed out to me on their pieces. I'm like, I would not have noticed it. Yeah. Like, mm. Honestly, even someone who's been doing this for a while, I wouldn't have noticed that because I'm taking in the entire piece. And but I think we I just assume, I mean, I know I assume that everyone's going to notice it and I'd rather point yeah, it out it's first right. <laughs> and yeah. be like, I know, I know it's not yeah. perfect. I'm going to tell you why before yeah. you point it out kind of thing. Right. Well, so I got, thing, it's like, nothing's perfect, but it, it really plays down for me. It's an insecurity thing. Yeah. So it's like, I was going to bring a piece to, um, well, yeah, 2020 has been an interesting year. Uh, I was going to be a speaker at the, fine woodworking live thing mm -hmm. they do mm -hmm. i don't know what it's called uh fine woodworking live i think it is yeah uh, event and so i was going to be a speaker and they also said hey if you have a piece of furniture that you want to show you could do it and i had this display box and i was sweating it because i was finishing it up and i built two of them one for the client one extra um the client didn't pay on it we auctioned it off but um yeah, the idea like some of my idols could be looking at this piece stressed the sh crap out of me. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's ridiculous. But, and they all feel the same way. The more I've gotten to know some of these people and I've actually got to teach with them and, you know, got to really know them through Instagram and stuff and interview them, they're all, we're all the same. Like everyone is a little insecure. And if, if someone's like showing stuff that's just perfect all the time, something's not right. Yeah, something. yeah. I'm sorry. Like maybe, maybe that's just my insecurity wanting everyone to be kind of full, you know, not perfect, but yeah. So right. <laughs> speaking of, you know, to post mistakes or not to post mistakes because clients, you know, might be following you or whatever. Um, I built this, this white oak hutch that I built a week or so ago for these <laughs> um, clients up in Portland. <laughs> and 
they specifically asked for this thing not to have a back on it, which I thought was stupid. I didn't want to build it without a back on it. And we went back and forth. I tried to convince them to do a back. Long story short, they won. They I built it without a back on it. <laughs> but I wanted to make a YouTube video on it. And I didn't want to show in the video like, hey, I'm building this without a back. So my solution to this was I just very harshly made fun of the fact that it didn't have a back on it. And I said it was stupid. <laughs> I think at one oh, point... I said, I think at one point I was like, oh man, like clients are the worst or something like that. And in my head, I'm like, they're not, these clients, they're up in Portland. I don't know them. I don't think they followed me on Instagram. They're not going to watch this YouTube video. So I already have the video edited. I've already got it submitted to the sponsor. Like it's done. It was going to post the next day. I'm delivering this piece of furniture to these clients. They love it. As I'm leaving the house, like I'm outside of the house, just about to get in my truck. And the husband is like, Hey, is there going to be a YouTube video on this? I'd love to watch the whole process. <laughs> oh my god! No, there's not. There's no. I, I skipped this one. Uh, so I um, I hope I did. Do the voiceover over, or you? I, I couldn't. It was it was too late. It was already submitted. It was done. I couldn't change it. Now I feel bad. Like I learned a lesson. As much as I hate something, don't. Don't make yeah. fun of something a client decided on in YouTube just because uh, you think it's yeah. going to be funny. I'm sure I offended some, some them. Some humble pie. Man, uh, the only time I had something like that happen wasn't with like furniture or anything, but this house, crack house I'm talking about. There's this guy across the road, and he does a lot of construction work, and nicest guy ever. Like he, He's loaned me his tools. He's helped us out like a ton. And he was at the front of the house. We were talking. I was like, yeah, I'm going to. I added onto the house. I'm going to be ripping out this brick work. Like it's, you know, it's just never done right. It's David Summers, SOS Woodco. <laughs> what? Oh, you can keep going. We just randomly shout out our patrons in the middle of people talking. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, how did you know his name? That's his name. <laughs> 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 he likes your podcast, but he's the one who built the wall. So it was his work, and I'm like bad mouthing it, and I've got this guy's, I've got this guy's tool in my hand that I'm using for like to fix my house up, and he didn't say anything. I found out later on. I was like, <laughs> oh shit! I felt, I felt like such a jerk. I was like, you just gotta be, gotta be careful. Don't mm -hmm. be a jerk. That's your lesson. Don't That's be a jerk. That's too hard. That's hey, something like that kind of happened to me one time. I was in eighth grade, and I was flying from Arizona <laughs> to Washington. <laughs> I was in the airport and I started talking to this guy. I was waiting for my plane. I started talking to this guy and he was older. He was like in his thirties and we started talking about music bands that we liked. And he asked me if I liked the band, um, Rage Against the Machines. And I was like, Oh, they're no okay. Way. They're not my favorite. It was the drummer from Rage Against the Machines. <laughs> what? And he was like, basically and be like, Oh, I'm in a band. I'm in the, you know, Rage Against Machines. And he asked me first if I liked the band. I was like, no, nah, I mean, not really. They're okay. I think I said they're oh, overrated. Something like that. Oh, no. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Insert yeah, foot I, in I, On a regular basis, I put my foot in my mouth quite a bit. My, my wife has to, you know, will me back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is the worst. Well, hey, we are um, just over an hour here, so we might want to wrap this thing up. People could only take Phil's voice for so long, but um, before right. we go, I did want to say I was talking to Jeff Douglas the other day <laughs> at um, Fourth Hammer, Fort Hammer Woodwork. Is Fort that Hammer, it? Fort, Fort Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. And, 
and he was mentioning to me that Nick at Stated Woods Co. Um, <laughs> was a cool guy for both of those top tier patrons. So anyways, if you're not a top tier patron or you're not a patron, I guess everyone gets it. Access to the after show. We're going to shut this thing down. We're going to dive into the after show next. So if you want to hear what's going on there, you got to sign up on patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. Boom. Boom. You nailed, nailed it. it again. Wow. Two times in a row. <laughs> hey, Phil, we really appreciate you um, hanging out with us, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks, for, ha- thanks for having me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. All, All right, right. Let's head over to the after show. All right. Peace. Peace out. Bye.